Crewpros, your single source for high-quality, affordable home services. If you are remodeling, repairing, or replacing, Crewpros are the professionals that can do the job no matter the size. If you are thinking of remodeling your kitchen or bath, needing a new HVAC system, plumbing repairs, flooring, or a complete roof replacement, call Crewpros. Crewpros, proud sponsor of the Grizz 901 podcast. Memphis, 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 and I'm thankful for this this guy who tweeted and said I don't have that fire in my eye no more. That game right there was for him. That's what I do. I fool people wrong each and every night, and that's for him right there. Hi, this is Tom Izzo at Michigan State, and you're listening to Grizz 901. What Grizz Nation, and welcome to our first post-game show here with Grizz 901. I am hearing myself all in my ears i don't know what is going on we've had some technical difficulties getting started a little bit later than we thought but we are presented by zach jaworski's farm where they treat you like family and man we are just uh lagging tonight but hey we're gonna be here uh probably for the next 30 to 45 minutes and we're gonna make sure we have a little bit of post game uh kind of celebration a little bit so with that being said grizzlies win 121 110 so let's get it going Little three six in the house. Hey, I got listen. All right, them Grizzlies. One twenty one. What did you not 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 good? I just it was. This has been such a show already. Even before we got on, I'm just I'm doing what I can. That's all. All right, so let's get into it. Uh, Grizzlies win one twenty one one ten. Obviously, we're gonna we're gonna hit the very thing in the very beginning. Jaw is out, right? It did the the ankle didn't turn over. Let's just let's just looking at the ankle, it didn't turn. So I think we're okay. High ankle sprain, four to six weeks. He's not going to be out for forever. So let let's just get the let's get that out. Uh, but it does suck. But I don't want to run the parade. Let's have a good time. Let's go through the box score. And today we have with us Luke and Nate. I am Daniel. And we're going to lead you through this and kind of get you through the post-game show. So if you're coming over from Spaces Grizzlies, uh, thank you. If you're hearing this on the podcast, thank you as well. Uh, we're going to make sure we're doing these more often because, one, I think it's more fun, especially after a win. Uh, we haven't done one after a loss, which probably will suck. Uh, but we're going to be here anyway. So why not? Let's get going. Um but Nate's turned up tonight. We finally got his audio <laughs> working, thankfully. Uh, yeah. Let's go Trying to be the, quiet. Uh, yeah, let's go through the uh, the OKC real quick. Uh, man, do they have some? Is, is it the Grizzlies or is it Oklahoma City that has like it like the shooters? Because we suck at guarding the three. It's atrocious. We, I, I mean, it's a little bit of both. <laughs> They they have some players. They have some guys that can knock down shots. But I mean, it's not if there's a team it's easy to knock shots down against. It's the it's Memphis us. Grizzlies. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, Jalen Williams they shot what thirty two percent from three. Is that what they shot? Yeah, thirty two. Which which isn't bad, honestly. Thirty two percent isn't you know crazy because the Grizzlies shot thirty five you know point nine from three. It's just the fact that it seems like every time they were shooting, it was going in. 
looking at the box score, uh, Jalen Williams, I think he's the – is he the good Jalen Williams? That's right. That's okay, you mean – uh, was it Santa Monica? Where was he? Not Santa, Santa Monica. Clara. Santa Clara. I was like Santa – I wish I was in Santa Monica. Yeah, Santa Clara. Uh, not Arkansas. Not Arkansas, Jalen Williams. Oh, my God. Your audio is atrocious. All right, 16 points, <laughs> six rebounds, seven assists, two of five from three. A uh, good game out of him. Uh, Poku turned his ankle, didn't return. He was two of two from deep, which was nice. Uh, he did put in for 10 points. Uh, then you look at Dort. He was a non-factor the entire night. Dort just looked like bad words. Um, SGA, um, 15 points, six rebounds, six assists. Who do you uh, – let's go to you, Luke. Who do you actually like – attribute that to because that's the worst game he's had pretty much i think it's all season no it is i mean i i i had i was going to feature him later on on the no bluffing podcast i was going to bring him up about how well he's been playing but he, he i think that i attribute that to dylan man uh i, I mean dylan i don't want to talk about how good and or bad dylan shot the ball tonight but i think his defense on Shea, I think all everybody's defense on Shea was pretty good. I just didn't think that they yeah. weren't going to let him beat us tonight. I think that was right. one thing they were they tuned into. Yeah, that was the game plan is they tried to double, triple team Shea to make sure he didn't get off. That was the biggest thing. You can't let Shea beat you. And if Poku wants to hit 10 threes, then effing let Poku hit 10 threes. Who, who cares? Who cares? I, w- I would care if Poku hit 10 threes. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Let him shoot. Let Dort it- shoot. Dort sucks. In all, in all seriousness, I thought they had a really good game plan. I thought it was not just Dylan that did really well. It was a lot of team defense because they, well, they were not going to let him get shots off from deep, which he doesn't love to shoot from deep, but they also did a good job of collapsing and making him dish it to somebody else. So I thought they did a pretty good job of that tonight. It, wasn't, it was good defense by Dylan. By the way, we should just hang on that last shot. We shouldn't think about all his other shots. But... Um, they did a good job team defense as well, keeping him contained tonight. Uh, they did. It was the worst game that we've seen out of uh, SGA, so it was uh, it was nice for the Grizzlies to actually look like they look good defensively for the most part. Um, so I'm going to give it to that. It was scheme. It really was. And so shout out to Taylor Jenkins. I, I think he's still employed by the Grizzlies. Uh, last game <laughs> he got fired, right? I think we hired yeah. Don Staley. I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> All right, let's go through it. <laughs> shout out, shout out, spaces. Uh, that was some wild s. Yeah, uh, Josh Giddy, twenty points, eleven assists. Ryan, the uh, the our other co-host here. Uh, Ryan actually, first thing I got, I got, I think I woke up to his text. It wasn't like, "Hey, you up?" It was like, "Hey, Josh Giddy, double double," is what I, what I got this morning, and it was awesome. You know what I did? I said, "There is no effing way Josh Giddy's getting a double double." He has not had much like doing anything good as of lately and my god i got another text late at night with a fire emoji josh giddy double double so shout out ryan i'll, I'll give him his i didn't uh, know he props. was that big man he's a big dude josh giddy. huge huge he's big i just I, I i don't know it was like i was surprised by about how big he was and by how big z was z seemed bigger to me in the post game interview by like he seemed as tall as Jared. Yeah. I thought that was cool. That's, that's what she said. All right. So Giddy had 20 <laughs> points, 11 assists, six rebounds. Uh, shout out to uh, being a little bit bigger than you thought. 
um, a said. good game a good game out of giddy like i think uh <laughs> sorry it's late um giddy had a, i think giddy had a good game uh but but i did say and my comments back to ryan was that is the quietest 11 assist game i think i've ever seen he was doing a little bit of something what but there was nothing that he did that my god was just so amazing like there was nothing uh so it was uh it, was it is good but it wasn't like incredible. It wasn't knock your socks off, but it was good, man. Listen, he's, I think he's going to be a player in all seriousness. Uh, yeah. Um, I, I think he's fine. I think he'll be good. Um, and we'll see, but Getty, he's shown that he can be good, but he can't shoot from the outside. And so really he has to be the facilitator. He has to, uh, their bench, JRE, Jim Ryan Robinson Earl was fine. Uh, he did contribute 14 and seven. So that's a good game out of him, but it wasn't like a great game. He didn't – nobody did anything to really swing the power, swing the mojo in the game. So, uh, enough of the uh, OKC Thunder. Um, let's get to the Grizzlies. Um, let's start off with um, – let's start off with Trip. Player of the game by far, 25 and 12. Um, too bad your, uh, your camera is not on mirrored. And so, we had a 31, a backwards 3-1. It was cool. Uh <laughs> Sorry. Um, plus nine, which was funny because you look at the uh, other guys and it's like Dylan Brooks is a plus 19. <laughs> okay. Let's just be honest. Plus minus lies sometimes. Uh, 25. Hold uh, up. <laughs> the Dylan disgrace is not going to fly tonight. We are far too gone already. No chance. No chance. Uh, yeah, my audio is probably terrible. But Dylan has the best plus minus on the team this season. I'm going to get my mic as far away from my mouth as possible to try and make it as nice as I can. Dylan has the highest plus minus on the team this year. The entire season. That number's not lying. When he's on the court, the Grizzlies are better. Okay. That's it? Luke? Stamp. Do you Stamp. agree? Um, I, don't, I, I disagree completely. Okay. What, disagree with the, the, the when he's on the floor, the Grizzlies are better, or disagree with trips plus minus both. Um, so I, I think the Grizzlies' defense is better when Dylan is on the floor. I do not think our offense is better. Um, I think Dil, I think Jaron tonight. I, I think you, your statement is right about plus or minus line based on this tonight. Because Jaw had the lowest plus minus of the starters, and we know that that isn't accurate. Um, who had the set? I mean, yeah, I don't know. I was, I was about to say, I, Dylan was six of twenty from the field. Six of twenty. God, he sucks. That's um, a that's really not great. Yeah, you know who bad. we should you know what we should do is package <laughs> David Roddy and Dylan Brooks and get somebody good. All right, let's keep moving it. Um, He's coming Dylan, at you, mate. Dylan Brooks, 16 of um, 16 points. He had three rebounds. I guess they just fell right into his lap. He did have five assists, which is good. Um, he was a whopping plus 19. Uh, I think his plus 19 was one less than uh, his shots he took, which was nice. Uh, Steven Adams. All right, biggest disappointment of the night, Steven Adams. Uh, he had five rebounds in the first, I think it was eight minutes that he played in the first quarter. He had two more rebounds the rest of the game. He looked out of it. Any, anybody else see anything with him that just looked weird and crazy? Because he looked like he was sluggish. He looked like he was unmotivated. 
Like he was not assertive as he was in the very beginning of the game. I agree. I, I don't know why. I couldn't tell you what caused it, but you know, I I've been pretty irritated about his minutes in general because I think the Grizzlies are way better with him on the floor. But yeah, that's what I was going to say too. His minutes have been weird lately. But yeah, it was just it wasn't. He didn't look right. He didn't. Something was just off where he wasn't assertive. Like everybody else was getting the rebound. He did some good boxing out, and that's why some guys got some rebounds he could have gotten. But he wasn't going for him. Maybe it was just one of those nights he just was in a funk or something. But it was well. Weird. He had he had a lot of potential to get rebounds, but the problem was is he was sitting there, and then Conchar or Aldama just help. comes up out of nowhere because they were trying. That was the, that was my issue though. He was not leaving his feet for a rebound. He was not going after a loose ball. It looked weird. I don't know. No, I think Jitty watched the news and heard everyone on Twitter say that he needed to take more shots and needed to do more because, I mean, he shot, what, he was five of seven from three tonight? That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. A lot more than he did shooting. Yeah, I don't Yeah, God, I don't know. That's not – I don't know if that's sustainable for him, but if, if he can just do close to that, you know, if he can do four, yeah. if he can make four threes, that's – that's enough, I would think, to tie us over until we Shit. get Bane. Three. Three is great. Yeah. yeah. Three, three for six, fine. Three for five, great. Four for six, four for seven, fine. Like, any of that is fine. Three three-pointers three, three, three pointers from Jitty a night would be awesome. It would be amazing. Um, all right, let's keep going. Uh, ja obviously went, got hurt. Um, one thing I will point out that he, he did go 9 of 10 on uh, the free throw line, which has been – a bugaboo um, for the entire Grizzlies team, uh, but he had but they he had 19 points, 11 assists, seven rebounds. Got hurt. He was three rebounds away from a triple double, which I had money on, which would have been nice, a little little cash money, a <laughs> little lunch money. Um, he played well. We'll talk about him obviously a ton, uh, but weirdly enough, five of 20, five of 20. He the he, I don't know what it was. He didn't look right. Uh, not look right. Their stuff wasn't falling. So I don't know what it was. It honestly seemed like everybody besides Trip was a little bit off tonight. And obviously Conchar. Conchar played yeah. really well. But everybody just seemed like they weren't quite themselves. I guess when I say everybody, the guys who are sort of your main contributors, like Brandon, BC usually kills the Thunder. And it's sort of one of those games where he can because they don't have any inside protection. He didn't do much tonight. He played fine, but it wasn't like he did anything too crazy and went off. Ja just was missing stuff he makes in his sleep. Steve-O seemed a little bit slow, so... Tyus just, played better. Tyus did play better. I was going to get to that. It was nice to see him get back into the paint. You know, the last game, all he took was threes against the Pelicans, and I, that's just not him. And so to see him get yeah. back inside was really, really good. But, um, yeah, Chris saying the Grizz aren't used to having two nights of two nights of rest. Yeah, it was... Uh, um, that could definitely have played a part in it because they just seemed off. I just saw his other comments, too. I care. I care, Chris. Nobody cares, Nate. Nobody like, cares. We've got right. to figure out the minutes with the rookies, though. Like we've, we got to figure out what we're doing. Yeah, I, I, I one, listen, I agree. Both if he's not going to play either. Yeah. Well, I, I think I, you're you're playing both guys right now because it makes the most sense. Who else are you going to play? Like you have to have ten players. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't want Tillman playing. No, <laughs> Tillman is uh, garbage. Um, all right, so <laughs> la last starter, 19 points uh, for Jitty. Uh, little double-double, 19 and 10. Not bad. Uh, good night out of him. Five of seven from deep. Great night out of him. All right, so let's yep. get into the uh, the bench unit. 
anybody stand out to you? Aldama had 15 points, seven rebounds. Uh, we had Tyus Jones for 13 uh, uh, points and five assists. They played fine. Everybody else played okay. Uh, and we'll get into uh, talking about the rookies next, Luke. But anything on the on the bench unit in general? Because it, it looked the same to me. I thought Aldama played really solid. I thought it Very was a, a more one of his more solid all-around games. I thought he stayed really disciplined inside. And I think his defensive discipline is the biggest thing for him to really improve on and solidify his game. And I thought he had a really defensively disciplined night say that 10 times fast but he did really well obviously him knocking down shots is really nice but the defense and the rebounding is the biggest thing for him to contribute to the team you want to hit a few shots so i was i was really happy with what i saw out of him but that's it i mean that's the biggest bench performance like i said everybody else was solid but nothing stood out the biggest thing yeah. i'm noticing with the bench is how much they're missing bang you, you know, like right. like when they were sitting out the lineups where he was leading that second unit, you know, like those lineups were killing people. And I think they're just missing an additional facilitator on that side of the ball. Yeah. I, I, well, they don't have a creator. That's the biggest thing. There's no shot creation at all. Like the only thing they have on the second unit is a bunch of guys that want to pass the ball and they want to hit the open shot. Um, and by God, if Danny Green ever plays on this team, it's the worst thing we could do. Uh, so shout out Chris, Chris in the comments. Like Danny Green is not going to play on this team. If he does, we're doing the wrong thing. I promise you. If we don't use his ten million dollars expiring contract, then we are. That's the dumbest thing we ever did. We got we got rid of D'Anthony Mountain, who can be an asset to this team with a good contract to get a a guy like David Roddy, who literally will be on another team in four years. Like he's. He's going to be okay. He's just a role player. We have role players on this team. We have Conchar, who's better than David Roddy. We have him. We don't need another one. We need guys that have better upside. I don't want to write him off just yet, but I just don't see it. I know that's been one of my things. He's fine. He's a good piece. He's a good 12th guy. He's not a top 10 rotation player right now. He might take him two years, but what he needs more, he probably needs to go to the G League. He needs to go to the G League and go get some time and try to figure yeah. himself out and develop his game because right now it's not it. And yeah, I love I, and I love I love him as in general of what he can be, but he's not there yet. I agree. He needs he needs development. I think it's way too early to give up on him because if we would if I was to give up on David Roddy right now, I would have kicked Zaire out of the NBA last year with how disappointed I was and how he was playing. So sure. it's way too early to to toss him out, but. Yeah, he needs to develop. LaRavia needs to develop. Listen, LaRavia is not at a level where he can be a real contributor to this team yet. He's Just playing not. better defense and shooting better, though. He's playing a little bit of better defense. He played a little bit better tonight. But I, like I, I told Daniel on the podcast the other day, I feel like I was taking freaking crazy pills with people saying they wanted to play LaRavia after he's airballing threes and just getting toasted on defense left and right. So it's like it's the same thing that Roddy plays really good defense sometimes. Roddy has really good cuts and drives sometimes. It's just not there yet. You need people. This is not a team where we want guys who can contribute sometimes. You need reliable, honestly, vets to come in and be able to knock down shots and be, quote, unquote, the other guys. And it's just not there. It's just not there. You know, that's I, – I, I don't necessarily think that would be Melt or Kyle – with the way that they need their vets to be on this team. So I'm not pissed they're not here. 
but somebody needs to be here. And right now, one of them or both of them would be better than what we have. So, yeah. So let me let me speak on that. So I, I said this comment at a uh, at a birthday party uh, before the before the Grizzlies games that I was at uh, for a kid birthday party. It was uh, it was a lot of fun. Nice. But I, I made the comment. We were talking Grizzlies, and I said the the problem with shipping out DeAnthony Melton, not Kyle Anderson. Kyle Anderson, in a sense, yes, mm-hmm. but realistically. DeAnthony Melton is a good player. Mm-hmm. He has a, a decent high upside game potential, but mainly he's a regular season player. He's the guy that gets you those wins and helps you get through the regular season when you have injuries, when you have issues, when you have foul trouble. He's the guy that gets you to the finish line to help you get to the playoffs, to be a really good team. The problem is when you get to the playoffs, he becomes just non-existent because he's smaller and you go and you shrink the lineup and he ends up getting left out unless he has a good matchup, which in the end, we had injuries, we had issues, we had a smaller lineup within the Golden State Warriors. That's why he played. Mm-hmm. But they're hoping for the high upside Dave Roddy can bring you that, hey, if we need him, we have a bigger body, a guy who has a little bit uh, fleet of foot that can actually play uh, in the playoffs as well. So they're trying to get a little bit of both, but um, I don't want to give up on him as well. Uh, that, Nate, that, that was the best comment you could have made because I don't want to give up on him because – I would have gave up on Zaire as well. So I don't want to do that, but I'm just saying I haven't seen it. I need to see it. Give me a little bit more. I, we're Yeah, I mean, I think we're aligned on that. And Luke, sorry, I'll quit monopolizing this conversation here in a second. But I just – I like we're it. talking Go about two it. different things. Like we're talking about two different things. I don't want to throw David Roddy out. I think he can be a good player. Grizzlies are in a win-now situation. That's the issue. That's the issue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're not in building mode, and so if you get these guys and they can develop, and by end of year, and, and far too early to say they can't improve those guys like they improved Zaire and they improved other guys, but but well, yes, it's but not. The problem is when you're doing multiple, rookies in the playoffs. When you're when you're trying to develop multiple people at the same time, that's the issue. Like if you had John Conchar of like the Bet, Warriors. Who you knew that was a good player that you could count on. You have you didn't have to worry about it. If this was Conchar every night, this is a guy that obviously that's a little bit more. Okay, just a little bit less than what he did tonight. That was consistent. Then you can develop Roddy. You can develop uh, Jake. But when you're trying to develop Aldama, you're trying to develop Roddy. You're trying to develop Jake. You're trying to make sure that Conchar can fit in. Like I, I, it's tough. I don't know. What do you think? What do you think, Luke? It's, it's lots of lots of tryings, you know, and, and you're it's just you're throwing a lot of a lot of stuff and hoping something sticks, which I'm OK with that. It, I'm OK with that, too. You know, but it's, it makes it tough when it's like I heard Nate say comparing us to the Warriors. I don't like the way the Warriors are handling their stuff right now. I don't like that, you know, like like yeah. trying to walk both sides of the line. It, I think. I mean, it's good for us that they're doing that because that draft pick that we get from them is looking really tasty now. But, you know, like I, I don't like seeing them going for win now while also trying to develop these guys. You know, I would I would much rather coach just find the one that like it's a small sample size. See who's doing the be- like see who's shooting better and use them more. That's what I would rather do right now. I know right, that's so, that- so black and white. No, no, no. I, I like that. So that goes to the point that uh, Chris was saying, like, do you think that uh, Coach Jenkins is trying to force a little bit of Roddy down our throats to see if he eventually just sticks, like it actually comes through? 
I do. I, I think a little bit. I also think that they probably have seen something in practice that has not translated to a game yet. I think there's something that he has shown because it's the same. It's the same thing with that happened with Zaire last year. I think I want to say I'm remembering this correctly. He was performing really well in practice, and it just wasn't happening in a game. It was just the moment was too big. It was speeding up. I imagine you get a little bit of the same thing from Roddy, and that's why he's getting all these minutes. And like I said, Jake just didn't seem quite right. I think that was a big part of that as well, why he was getting minutes over Jake. But I think there's probably a little bit of something that we just don't see behind the scenes as well. And um, I'm gonna go get my I'm gonna go get my DoorDash. So I'll see you guys in a in a minute. I'll be back. Hello, DoorDash is here. Um. All right, so yeah. With that being said, let's let's keep let's keep hitting on those rookies real quick, and then we'll get into some Josh stuff. Um, looking at our rookies, they you know Roddy had fifteen minutes, and, look, and look, Jake had fi- at, uh, nine. Sorry, nine. nine. That's weird. Is that not? I just I want to see Jake out there as much, man. I, okay, so there's a line. I was looking at some lineups. The lineup that was coming off the bench of Bain, Tyus, Santi. Jake and BC um, played six games together, minimum 35 minutes. They're third in our lineups in like with that, min- like minimum gains played minimum minutes in right. net rating. I just think that's, I know that's tough with, without Bane there, but I think that I think the early part of the season is showing that LaRavia just fits better with these guys. Yeah. I just think this, I no, think I-, I know there's, I just think the stats show that. I mean, it, even with the air balls that Nate was talking about, Jake shooting 40, 41.9% from three, averaging almost three, three threes a game, you know? Yeah. Well, there, there's a reason that they don't, like rookies do not help in the playoffs. Um, yeah. And just kind of looking at it, like this is a team that we literally, like we should not have rookies playing. And we probably won't come January if we can get people healthy. Because you're looking yeah. at the five guys that, that should be starting, and then you have you know Zaire, Aldama, Tyus, BC, DC. and then you have um, Conchar. That's that's yeah. 10. Yep. The rookies aren't playing anymore. They would actually have time to develop. They wouldn't be playing right now. They'd be in the G League if they we could stay healthy. But the problem is we can't yeah. stay healthy. Uh, Chris Van 01 uh, brought up this is, because I, and I think this is very much true. We're simultaneously in the win-now mode, which we are. But we're also developing talent. And the reason is because this is a young team. We don't have the pressure yet. And I think that's, and that's the difference. We don't have the pressure because if we do good, if we finish in the top six, that's okay. If we finish top two, it's okay. Like we did last year. We just need to win a series. If we keep winning a series in the playoffs, we'll be fine. The issue is – is if you finish top six and then you lose that first series, that's when the expectations change and everything starts kind of coming that way. Um, and he and obviously, I love taking shots at the Golden State Warriors because they are old. Um, so <laughs> I had to make sure I just uh, included that. So thank you. Um, what you got, Nate? How was your DoorDash? Did they did they bring your food? Sorry, I was trying to. I thought I was off a mute. Yeah, I uh, I agree. I got a hold Panda on. Express. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Take oh whatever whatever you got. There we go. Is that better? There, is that Thank better? You. It's perfect. Perfect. Sorry, <laughs> I think this has such a command. So my voice. neighbor is like ninety five. Okay, and he's been asleep. You just woke him up from. 
you talking. Is that what's uh, I, I'm not, not going to say what I was going to say. Um, I I agree. We do. You do have the ability to wait and be young and develop. But at some point, you gotta. At some point, you gotta decide your the focus is winning, and maybe it's not it. Listen, it's it's year four of the rebuild since Jaw. This is Jaw's fourth year. Yeah. Sure, you you can wait. But the timeline, at, at the end of the day, it's like, listen, Jaw's a high-flying athlete. That I mean, he just turned another ankle, right? And it's not like I'm sitting there saying Jaw's injury-prone and he's going to get hurt, ruin his career. Like, I'm not saying anything like that. But at some point, it's like, how long do you straddle the fence when you have the chance? And I don't think there's a ton of moves for them to make, right? Like, I don't think there's a lot that like John Collins on the market. There's not a lot they can do to go get John Collins and not give up something that's important to them right now. Same thing with any other players. But I felt like this past offseason there were moves to be made. You could have gotten – tried to go get a Bogdanovich. You could have tried to go get a Kevin Herter. There's moves that you could have tried to make and you didn't. And they're not all going to be hits. It's one of those things where Herter, it's just like, man. listen, you're, you, you just leave – you leave a lot to chance when you have the chance, you the ability to go in, and you don't go all in on it. In my opinion, there's you just never know what tomorrow is going to bring. Type of mentality. So, yeah, listen, and they do, they've done a great job. I've been big on not questioning the front office for very much, but at the same time, I'm just I can't help but think. I always come back to the Auto Porter Jr. When the Grizzlies get to the playoffs, who's their Auto Porter Jr.? Mm. Feasibly, Danny Green, but I mean. No, if he plays on this team, no. we're not any better. We're not a better team. Listen, I know that's what I'm saying. Like that's the idea is that Danny Green be that guy, but I don't think he's gonna be. So who is it? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it's not your microphone. Your microphone sucks. Um, all right, so let's keep it going. I'm gonna <laughs> as many shots as I can give that that mic. I will. I hope it never returns. Um, all right, let's get into a little bit of um, Jaron Jackson Jr. I, best game i've ever seen of him and that probably says a lot uh luke what what did you see in jaron tonight that was different than maybe you've ever seen because it was something i've never seen out of him i i mean the 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 level we were talking about the lack of assertiveness assertiveness that we saw from steve-o on attacking the glass i think the assertiveness we saw from jaron just going up after everything man like he was all over the place Right. And, and that – so I, I stop you real quick. Uh, Brevin said something on the uh, the postgame show. Um, he was saying that normally last year that you would have saw uh, Jaron, somebody shoot the three because he's out of the three-point line or maybe he made a pass to create an offense and a shot goes up. He would have stayed at the three-point line. Tonight he actually went into the paint. And whatever happens, like if he's in there and he's able to get to the ball, he gets to the ball. Or – he just helps like move people to maybe make something happen to where one of these scrappy guys can get the ball as well. He's so big and so long. Uh, it's just like he, 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 he just can control all the pieces out there. And, and when he's moving like he was tonight, it's, it, 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 he really is. Like they, they couldn't do anything. You know, they were missing Poku just because that was a big body they could throw his way. But <laughs> – Somebody, yes, Chris. 
but that, like they didn't have an answer for him, man. When they took right. when Poku hurt his ankle, they were toast. Like Jaron, he did all that in what twenty five minutes. Dude, Poku that, wasn't stopping that. Well, but I mean, he was a he was a, a mass. He was a massive human. Like, he was, uh, he he was, was a massive a mass. human that they could throw. You know, <laughs> he was he was a mass of flesh that they could throw at Jaron. I don't know? like that. Don't say that again. <laughs> he was a. Weird fleshlight that Koku like, is. I, dude, um, come on. Uh, all right, so I, I just think that I think that Jaron, he literally understood a little bit. Like, and I, and I, I the other day, like I, I completely crapped on him for the simple fact that it was an unintelligent game, and it probably was him being tired his first game back. Um, it was probably a little bit of just, I don't know, just the jitters. But taking seven three-pointers and not getting to the front of the rim, and I'm tired. I'm so tired, so tired of hearing. I'm tired right now. But I'm so tired of hearing that people want to criticize Taylor Jenkins for not having the scheme to throw the ball to Jaron in the post. No, that's not the scheme. Tonight, they did not throw the ball to Jaron in the post. What happened is Jaron was assertive, like you said, and he took the ball from short corner, from the key, into the lane, and he took it to the front of the rim because he knew he could take his guy one-on-one and get through them. Not every game is going to be against a smaller lineup like the Thunder, but when you have the ability, when you have the mismatch, when you have a mouse in the house, you've got to put him in the hole. Like, literally, you have to put it. And, dude, he put everybody, anybody that was close to him, if his Inspector Gadget arms were able to jump and dunk, dude, it was done. Like, his arms are just so long, forever. Well, even against bigger defenders, that's what we want to see Jaron do. And that was that was something that I was completely wrong about whenever the last podcast we did, whether I think that maybe that was yesterday. Um, didn't take me long to be proven wrong. But I didn't think Jaron had likely developed enough to catch the ball up top and then work his way down without going trying to take guys off the dribble, working his way down. And he totally did. I mean, he I saw him get the ball quite a few times and then just start backing dudes down. That's a huge, huge thing for his game. And use that. You're so big. You're so long. There's like three guys in the league. You got AD, Porzingis, and then maybe like a uh, Capella that can really contend with that. Other than that, you're still going to have those guys beat with athleticism and length. So, yeah. Get to it. I don't care how big the guys are down in there. Get to that. That's awesome. That was peak of powers, Jaron. I, I loved it. Did you know that was a uh, that was his career high in rebounds? Mm. Well, That's kind of shocking have, to me. I know he had a double double. Do you have eleven? Twelve. 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 Yeah. That surprises me. He's never done that before. That doesn't surprise me one bit. Like he doesn't hey. go after the ball. He's never like, assertive. Never? Never. He's never assertive. He doesn't look like he is the biggest guy on the floor. He doesn't. Tonight, he looked like the biggest, baddest dude. So when you I feel like most of his double-doubles are just 10 boards. I feel like he, 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 he gets the double-doubles by getting that 10th board. I mean, like, he, he – and that was with 25 minutes. I mean, when he's playing over 30, he could get – like, if he's that assertive, and I don't know, I, I think that – He's just – I want to see him get like 20 and 20. That's what I want. Mm. All right, question real quick. Um, I don't know if this counts tonight or not, but I don't know if it matters. 
Jaron Jackson Jr., how many, yeah, I got the right answer now. How many double-doubles in Jaron Jackson's five-year career has he had? Eight. Luke? I'm not Luke. Nate? How many double-doubles in his career? I will say four. <laughs> Why are y'all so down on this, dude? God, I don't know. Dog. Can I try again? Man. He doesn't get yeah, rebounds. A little, bit, little bit better than that. It, it's not, I'm 28. Not no. 28? Like, okay. There's zero you chance. You went a little crazy. You went a little crazy. Man, man. Okay, I'll, I'll, go, less... I'll go 13. 13 is the answer. 13 is the answer. My eight um, wasn't crazy. <laughs> it's just when I heard four, I was just like, God, dog, like, we're going the wrong direction, guys. Uh, it just goes <laughs> to show that in his career, 13, and that concludes tonight, for your big guy, for the guy who can be assertive. He could do that almost every game if he wanted to. Ten rebounds is not a lot, okay? I, I get it. It is the NBA. It is tough to do. But being assertive, showing a little bit of energy, that's the, that's the two biggest things that you have to have to actually go with the rebounds. That's what Steve-O didn't have tonight after that first quarter. That's why he didn't have 10 rebounds. It's not because he's not the biggest dude. It's not because he doesn't care. He just did not go after the rebounds. And, um, you know, that, that's and so what happens. Um, I think one reason the whole the, – one of the whole reasons Consar got extended was because he goes after rebounds. You know, like he just yeah. – he has that energy where he just goes. Like the ball – he flies, flies to go attack the boards no matter where he's at. Well, the biggest thing is to get back into the lane a little bit just to help. Because what happens yeah. if two guys go for the ball and the ball is tipped and you, you're there to grab it? If you stay where you are, then you're not ever going to be able to get a rebound. Never. And that's, the, and that, that's what the issue is, is if you're never going to get back into the paint to help, then you're never going to get a rebound. You're never going to be able to help. Um, and so that's, that's why I think Conchar is able to get – he is not boxing anybody out. He's just filling space. And if you look at it, like there is, he doesn't turn around and go, all right, where's my guy? All right, let me put my booty on him. Like, that's not it. That's not the old school, like, boxing out. Like, he literally just turns around and goes, all right, I'm in a good spot. Steve O's not around me, so we're good. Let me just jump up and grab this bad boy. Um, that's, that's, that's the John Conchar neatness, like, right there. Um, he just turns and burns. Um, all right, anything else on this game that you saw? Uh, I do want to talk about Ja a little bit and kind of the future without him because I know we're going to – I think yep. we'll be without him for, unfortunately. Three weeks. Um, I think it could be a little bit. I really do think that yeah. we could be – we could be through two holidays. If it's the second holiday, it would suck because that would be Christmas Day. You think they bring Bane back sooner if, if that's the case? Depending on how uh, it goes. Yeah, Bane's out three weeks, I think. That toe, man, he can't do anything. There's no running. Mm -hmm. He's got to get – the conditioning that the Grizzlies want you to get back into is the biggest thing, is they want to see your conditioning. That's why Jaron was out for so long. If you look at his face, he looked a little bit you know, chubbier, and it kind of started slimming down a little bit. Uh, it might have been because he trimmed his beard too. I, hell of I know. But um, he did look like he was getting back into shape, like conditioning-wise, like a hard two, three weeks to get your body back to where you can actually uh, get back into the flow of things uh, and be in NBA basketball shape. That's just totally different than being in whatever shape you think. Um, so, yeah, I, I think I think that our toughest stretch will come 
we're going to get back two guys, our two best players. Oh. It's gonna be it's gonna be an adventure. That's the best way to put our gu- it. Our guard depth scares me. <laughs> yeah. Kennedy Chandler is not ready for it. Sheesh. But if you, they're gonna need this version of Jaron. I mean, he's gonna have to consistently put up performances like this with them out. It's just, otherwise, they just don't have the weapons. Who it's just starts? Gonna be gonna be. Who starts? Tyus. Easy enough. Tyus. Yeah, yeah, Tyus and Jiddy will get the start. Tyus, Jiddy, DB. <laughs> There's Triple no one J left and... to play. Yeah. <laughs> I said that. Yeah, I was like, stars. what am I, think, what am I talking no about? It's like, it's, like, it's like, wait, who we got? <laughs> the I entire mean, team's out. Who <laughs> they have to start. Position. You think if they one... go with Chandler? What's the guard? In... Someone in the G League's been lighting it up that's not named Junior. D- Dakota uh, Matthias. Bean. Justin Bean. Jeff Bean. <laughs> Let's go. The mean bean shooting machine. That's right. Dude, if anybody else gets hurt, Junior's going to have to play point guard. Yeah, because he doesn't play defense. Him and Jaw are the same level of defender. Um. <laughs> Freaking jerk. All right, let's 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 get this wrapped up. I'm hungry. Yep, same. Uh, I'm not hungry. I'm going to bed. You're, you're <laughs> other time. Weird time. Um, all right, so... Let's go to the next game real quick. And thank you for out with us. Um, if you, by any chance, uh, want to get some Grizz on one merch, we finally got it. Uh, we finally got it looking good. Uh, finally put stamp of approval. Uh, it is not the 21st yet, so I do not have to pay for Nate's uh, merch uh, that I said that he would not get by. Uh, but as soon as Nate gets the next uh, newest edition of merch, uh, we'll be able to see it a little bit more, uh, put it on camera a little bit. I don't have it yet. I have not ordered it. Um, the new stuff. Uh, I have the old stuff that um, I rejected. <laughs> Just gonna be honest. I love. I love our logo, and I love what Grizz is. I love nine on one. I love that. Um, and then we're gonna make some slight tweaks, but uh, the merch is looking good. The merch is uh, is is officially done. And so, if you wanna go go get some at grindcdesigns.com backslash Grizz nine on one. But also another thing. Uh, our sponsor, i got to shout them out, Zach Jaworski State Farm. If you like um, to actually feel safe in life, if you're like, hey, I'm driving down the road. Oh, Mr. Copper, you just pulled me over doing 13 over. That happened on my way back from New Orleans. Uh, where's your insurance card? Um, yep, it's right here. Actually, I don't have it. Hey, State Farm, <laughs> uh, can you like text that to me? Thanks, Zach. Uh, so Zach, his team, always good, 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 uh, good guys. First ticket I've had in probably 15 years. Uh, but Zach Dworsky State Farm, our presenting sponsor, uh, good, good people, uh, people I trust, and so you can trust them too. Uh, go get your rate quote. You can call them at 901-459-4227. ZachInsuresMemphis.com. Z-A-C-H. ZachInsuresMemphis.com. Again, Zach Dworsky State Farm. 901-459-4227. All right. Uh, let's get to, uh, one thing before, Hey, before we move on, if you don't mind, if you'll just entertain me for two seconds, uh, the Grizzly player watch, uh, we were going to give away, um, 50, uh, 50 bucks tonight, but unfortunately Steve-O, uh, could not get us to 10 rebounds. Um, but we cashed again. Uh, we went three and one. It was another good night. Um, I believe our record now is 33 and 21. How about that guys? 33 and 21, not bad. Nice. Um, nice. We've been doing pretty good lately. And so um, another good night out of us. 
Um, and so it was a good time. If you're cashing with us, thank you. Like keep hanging out, man. Cause we are, uh, we're doing pretty good. Sorry, 36 and 21, 36 and 21, even better. We're up 15, uh, 15 units on the, uh, on the season so far. So if you're not cashing with us, uh, unfortunately Nate cannot. So, but 36 and 21 on the season, um, uh, good stuff. So check it out about an hour or so before the, uh, uh, before the game starts, we'll, we'll be releasing, uh, our Grizzly player watch. All right. Thoughts on the game. And I know this is going to probably sound terrible and be very short, uh, but we're going to give a little bit of our thoughts on the game. Uh, let's go with Luke first. Uh, the Nets. Kyrie Irving's back. No jaw. There's no way we're going to have jaw. What do you think? Um, I'm going to be crazy and say we win. Wow. Um, wow. I, I, I think it'll be one of those games where a lot of guys – I wouldn't be surprised if we have like five or six in double figures. I just think everybody's going to show up on Sunday, and I think we're going to have another game from Jaron like this. Mm. Um, I, I'm I'm choosing to believe that Jaron is going to, you know, see see this opportunity with Jaw being down and realize what he needs to do to lead this team. You know, we're going to lose some games with both those guys out, but I I, I don't. I I also think that the Nets is kind of a uh shit show part of my language um so i i think i think we can pull the dub off i hope swear, we can pull the dub off <laughs> swear jar uh Sorry. <laughs> this is the after hours uh podcast <laughs> um yeah there's no line on the game yet so i'm curious what comes of that because i like i said I, we obviously don't think jaws in it so and then Kyrie's returning so i would expect them to boost the nets up big time i, I think it's probably a seven or eight opening line which is weird i don't know why i even say that but seven or eight would be a big number uh nate what you got on this game uh, i think we'll get a big jaron game i think we'll get a solid aldama game i just don't think they're gonna have the shots to keep up i don't think they have the weapons to keep up i think they lose uh, I, I think they will cover but they'll lose hey you're really loud again by the way all right here we go there we thank go you, thank I, you um all right, so Black Lives Matter, our uh, our our day one. Uh, jaw was walking on his ankle. Uh, yeah. I don't see a T. Does that mean let's go? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yes, Daniel, it means let's go. Uh, I'm joking. Uh, I know. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm not let's that go. white. God. <laughs> yeah, I you got, are. I got no swag, but I got it. I got it. I grew up in Fraser, man. I'm good. I'm good. I got Fraser. <laughs> uh, they had swag. I did not. Uh, but they taught me what it was. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about um, – we can talk about Jitty. So in a game like this game that's coming up, and realistically, let's talk about the next week or so, like – who steps up? Is it just Jaron? Because it can't be just Jaron. I, I have I have two people in mind that I think have to step up. One of them is Jaron. Who else uh, steps up for you? Luke? Tyus. Yes. I, that's, that's I, I'm a big Tyus fan. I'm a really big Tyus fan. And I think I, I, I think he'll – I mean, he played better tonight. I think he's only going to get better. Um, he knows his role really, really well with this team. And yeah. I, that's that's my pick. Yep. 
Nathan, anybody else you got outside of Jaron? Uh, I think, well, Tyus, hopefully, but I, to to be contrarian, or just not to say the same thing Luke said, I'll go Aldama. I think Aldama has a solid game. Mm, that's a good one. So what I like is with Tyus is you have Steven. now Steve-O. You have Steve-O helping with Tyus. And what does Tyus like to do? What does Ja like to do is get into the paint. So you're pretty much running the same style offense. The main thing that you're going to have to figure out is what, you know, what can Kennedy Chandler do? And so I think he's going to show out. I think he's going to do well because he knows he has this limited time. And worst case, worst case, you're playing 15 minutes a game. It's not that big a deal. I think Tyus can, I think Tyus can handle the load. Tyus is not going crazy up and down. He's a very much guy who's going to facilitate and pass. He isn't doing as much as Ja is. Ja's doing everything. You're going to have a high pick and roll with Steve-O. The floater will be back. You know what I'm hitting? 20 points next game from our guy, Tyus. He's going to have it. A 20-point game next game. He's going to put the floater in Kyrie's eye. And then that's going to be his fourth eye. I don't know. He's already got a third eye. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. Let's go around the horn. Let's get out of here. Um, It's been a late night. But you know what? This was fun. How how do you guys like it so far? Luke, let's go with you first. Um, How do you like the post game? Is it much better than the other stuff? That we've been doing. I, I I like it. It's different energy. I love feeding off the energy of the win. Like you said earlier, I don't know what it's going to feel like when we come off a loss. That might we might come in here and it'd be awful. Yeah, hellfire and brimstone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, just a normal game. Like I said, I thought that game was just weird. I didn't know how to feel about it. Between we won, Jaron did awesome, but Ja got hurt. There's a lot of mixed emotions. So after just a pure happy go lucky win, this will be a lot of fun too. Well, I think with, with Ja's ankle, for one, they, you know, everybody said he's walking on it, which is a big thing. But the, the, yeah. the simple thing of it didn't turn and touch the floor, which, is, which was my thing. Yeah. If it doesn't touch the floor, then it, it is what <laughs> it is, right? It, it, it's going to be fine. It'll be sore. It's a high ankle. As long as it's not high ankle sprain. An ankle sprain, fine. Yeah. When it gets high, that's the issue because then you're talking about at least a month. Because literally no matter what you do, it's never going to heal. And at that point, you just got to say, hey, we're shutting you down for a month. It is what it is. Sorry. Um, Yeah. yeah. And for for us, worth the replay, like you said, didn't look that bad. And also, we thought Ja may have, like, popped an MCL in the playoffs last year. And he hopped off the floor against the Timberwolves. And he came back in the third quarter. So, dude's just a freak. You never know. He he could be – I mean, he could be fine Sunday. He won't be. He won't play. But – he might be trying to play, so I'm not super worried about it. It's just going to be a little bit rough when until he's back. Well, the, the biggest thing is, honestly, it's all about the swelling. If the swelling is yeah. down tonight, that's going to be the biggest thing. And, you know, you don't want to have uh, tendon um, issues. You don't want to have swelling. If though, if he can somehow get away from those two things, and literally I wouldn't doubt John Morant effing plays. The only problem is he's got to fly. When you, when you fly, that thing can mm-hmm. balloon up. So that's the issue. If they were home for the next week, I think that he could play at some point. But when you're flying or up and down, I bet they leave him here, in all honesty, so he doesn't balloon up. Because I think they're coming back. Um, They're going to go one away and then come back. back. Yeah, so I think he stays. Um, 
right, let's go around the horn real quick. Luke, uh, any final thoughts on tonight? It's a game we needed to win, and I'm glad we won. You know, uh, I had the loss. I, I had a feeling we were going to lose against Pelicans, but with the way the Thunder had been playing, I, this this had me sweating just a tiny bit, and we showed up. And not only did we show up, but Jaron and Jitty and a bunch of other guys really showed out. So I'm 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 a happy camper. Cool. Ski yep. bum, Nate. Yeah, of the two games that were coming up, I said I thought this was the one that made me more nervous. So I thought it was a really solid win. I'm happy about it. We uh, obviously jaw changes being out will change a couple of things, but we'll see. They still have a chance to go two and zero. Listen, if you have guys make shots, if they can hit shots, they'll beat the Nets. I just I'm not sure they have the guys to make the shots. But you get Jiddy shooting five for seven and get Jaron playing like he did, um, they're going to win that game against the Nets too. So I'm excited to see what they do on Sunday. LaRavia. Um, all right, so thinking back on the Thunder, dude, we match up so well against them. Like, we have the better guard. We have the better, better bigger team. Dude, they're, they're never going to be a good team against us. They are feisty, and they play well. They are not a good, we are not a good matchup for them, just, just being honest, just looking at it now. After seeing it on the court, we're, they're not a good. They're not even close on our level uh, in that factor. And so uh, I'm happy that uh, we are the better team, um, and that we finally, you know, even even though after these years they they look better, they've gotten better. We still are just very dominant against them. And so that's what I was uh, nice seeing. Uh, but going forward, I, I think it's I think it's going to be big for these guys to step up. Um, I don't want to see a Jaron regression game. I want to see him still aggressive. I don't want to see him regress from being the the you know kind of stay backish you know kind of Jaron, he's the biggest guy on the floor. He he he's in his man body now. He looks like a freaking superhuman dude. Like it's awesome. Like uh, seeing him in person the other day, I was just good god. Like he just looks so much bigger. And so um, it was cool to see his shoulders are broad. He it looks like he's kind of like the then Kevin Garnett was the small guy, uh, skinny guy, skinny frame, and he's turning into the broad shoulders and then the, and then his body fills in and then he's that size for the next 10 or 12 years. Um, and so he's finally grown into his man body. So shout out to Jaron uh, putting in the work as well. Uh, the three look good. Uh, the aggressiveness uh, around the rim, actually, you know, being a smart IQ player, I'll give him his, uh, I'll give him his flowers. Uh, it was good. All right. So that's all we got. Uh, Luke, Nate, thank you so much for hanging out with us. And thanks to the chat. Chris hung out with us the entire time. Uh, but our other friends that were in and out, uh, thank you so much. If you're hearing this on the podcast, uh, please join us the next game. I don't know our next game. Uh, I haven't really looked that far. This was literally figured out a day or two um, the last couple of days that we were going to go to the post games from now on. I think this is a lot of fun. Uh, my kiddos are sleeping. My wife's sleeping. So I think I have plenty of time to do this. Uh, but we're going to be more during the week on post games. Uh, but if it's a good game, if, if somehow, some way, Sunday is a great game, we will make sure we're here somehow, some way. We'll figure it out. Um, but that's all we got, guys. You know what we always say. Be nice and tell your friends. <laughs>